FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 388 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. I'm your host, Jason, special AF Venable. Hey, it's a flashback episode. You can get your minds out of the gutter. We're going to talk about the AF Alpha Flight Special from 1992, which, according to the cover, it's Alpha's first mission. And only Wolverine can lead them. And there he is right on the front cover. But before we get to that, I have something important I need to talk about. Um, if you, you've probably, hopefully, have seen it on Twitter and seen some of the interaction on Twitter already. But um, I'm, I'm participating with some of the other fantastic X-Men podcasts out there. Uh, a little fundraiser for local comic shops. Um, my comic shop, particularly... Uh, Awesome comics in Dallas, Texas, by the way, with a shout-out. Um, you know, I know they were closed for several weeks, and they, you know, did what they could to supplement, um, you know, with online auctions and even, you know, offered to do delivery on orders on back issues and stuff like that. But but obviously, with COVID and everything going on, um, you know, new comics not coming out, this really hurt a lot of these, these shops. And so I'm partnering with some podcasts, and I'm going to give you all the deets in just a second, including the names of the wonderful podcast that you should be listening to and, and helping participate in this. Um, but basically, what we're offering is a way for, for people to donate to this fund that's going to help out local comic shops with some relief efforts, and then um, depending on how much you donate, you can send any of these podcasts, including the, here, the podcast that goes nicked. Uh, a, a DM of, of your receipt, and there's different rewards. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit jabbering because other people have already said this better than I can. So um, let me find the email here. Uh, I need some theme music. I need some uh, walking, walking around music. So here's what they have, have they have to say for the fundraiser here. Um, I'm proud to participate. <laughs> oh gosh if you know me you know this is this is very awkward um i'm going to try to say this as naturally as possible because i really do believe in this so so please do not take my awkwardness as insincerity it is not at all um anyway i'm proud to participate in joining the x-men podcast community together to fundraise support for comic book shop owners through the book industry charitable foundation and the comic book united fund uh, to do this, we are offering perks to our listeners who donate to the fund. Every dollar goes towards the fund, so therefore we ask you donate directly to Bink. And by the way, um, not in here, but I will put a link in the show notes. Um, you know, if you want to donate directly from there and go to the do- donation form. Um, but anyway, after you donate directly to Bink, you can take a screenshot of your receipt and forward the email confirmation or just a, f- a picture, like a screenshot. Um, to my my Twitter DMs or my Facebook message, either one, um, that that'll get to me. And so five dollars in the name of Snickcast. 
get you a, a, a special shout out on our Twitter profile, right? Which is pretty cool. Um, $25 gets you a mention by name on an episode. In addition, to, so all these like keep going, right? If you do one, you get the next one plus. So in 25 is a, is a mention by name on the podcast. In addition to the social media shout out. Um, $50 is what I'm going to, I'm going to lower mine a little bit here because I, I know everyone's kind of hurting a little bit. So I'm going to say $50 gets a digital art file, um, plus all the other rewards. And I have arranged for Denise. If anyone, if anybody wants to hit that $50 mark, uh, Denise is going to draw out something Wolverine related, um, for us, for the podcast. And you will, of course, will get a, a digital copy of that, you know, for your donation. So that's pretty cool. Um, Let's see, I want to I lower this next one a little bit too. Let's say $150, which is, you know, a lot, right? I know, but it's not that much. So anyway, that'll get you a chance to be a guest on the show. So in addition to all the other really cool stuff, you will get a chance to come on the show, chat with me about Wolverine and comics and X-Men and all the fun, goofy stuff we talk about. Um, and that's pretty cool. So, uh, obviously, make sure to specify the podcast you're supporting and which tier you're after uh, when you turn in your verification. Obviously, if you send it to me, I'm going to assume you're, you're donating on behalf or, or in relationship to uh, my podcast. Um, so, we're going to do at least to the end of May, right? I think that's our tentative deadline. I know I'm a little behind the eight ball because this episode is coming out late. I'm recording this late. Um, there's some some okay work excuses for that but they are excuses at the end of the day um but that's that's where we are so so definitely the next couple of weeks really take advantage of this situation and and donate and help out your comic book shops uh, that'd be really really cool so here's some of the other podcasts that are doing it um the x reads podcast uh, at x reads podcast on twitter the comic book queers podcast um at comic book queers uh the cerebros podcast at t cerebros and Homo Superior Podcast at Homo Superior X. And I think also, let's see, there was another thing. Cause it's, um, uh, Sorry, dead time sucks. Um, there's another... I keep going back on my email and it keeps starting it over. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, I thought there was one that actually said all the podcasts by name and not just their Twitter because I feel like I'm missing something on one of those. But anyway, it's a really cool thing. And speaking of which, I've already had a $25 donation. Uh, Brent Wingate, uh, and he wanted to shout out his Instagram, so at Mr. Brent Wingate, that's M-R, Brent Wingate, abbreviation for Mr. Thank you very much, Brent, for, um, for making a donation to Bink. Um, and in addition to the link, I can also say that the Twitter for Bink is at Bink Foundation, that's B-I-N-C Foundation, so you can also look at that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this isn't normally the type of thing I do, but I thought this was really an important 
to participate in. Um, you know, comic shops are are very near and dear. There was a God. There's something where he said that. Where did that freaking go? I don't know. But Chandler, um, who helped really put this together, and I apologize. That was a lot of dead time. Um, but he had a really nice thing to say, really sweet, sincere about, you know, we're all doing these X Men comic book podcast, and our love for comics really comes a lot from. Growing up, going to comic shops, the time we spent in comic shops, hanging out in comic shops, um, it's, it's a big part. I know maybe some younger readers it's not as crucial, but I would definitely encourage you, if you haven't, if you do mostly digital even, you know, go check some comic shops out. There's some really good ones out there. Don't don't let the, the guy from Big Bang Theory uh, scare you off. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, it's just it's something that, that I felt like I needed to participate in. Um, and so I am. And so, like I said, if you make a don't, I'm really rambling. Um, you can tell I'm not good at pimping myself out. Um, yeah, um, you know, make a donation, send me the goods, and I will make sure you get the goods. How's that sound? All right. So, on to our comic for this episode. Like I said, Alpha Flight Special from 1992. Um, this is First Flight. Written, I'm sorry, plotted by Scott Lubdell. Written by Lubdell and Simon Furman. Pink pencils by Pat Bod... Gosh, I cannot talk tonight. Uh, pencils by Pat Broderick. Inks by Bruce Patterson. Letters by Janice Chang. And colors by Bob Sharon. The cover is also by Pat Broderick. And it has... A version of Alpha Flight, kind of in the background, a purple background with some yellow electric lightning around the logo of Alpha Flight. And then in the front, we have Wolverine lunging and his yellow and blue costume at the camera. Um, it's an okay cover. Honestly, it kind of nothing really stands out about it, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and that's okay. I mean, it is it is what it is. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay. So, we're going to start off in Vancouver. And Officer Bernard is being gunned down by dirty cops until Logan intervenes with a snicked. Um, Egghead brings his villainy, question mark, to Canada. Is he really a big villain? Anyway, Egghead comes to Canada with all his evil plans. Uh, Logan takes Bernard to see the Canadian Prime Minister who transfers him to a secret government facility with Logan. <gasps> it's Department H! Uh, Bernard goes to his room where a sleeping... Raymond is keeping him awake. He takes... No. Gosh, I can't write apparently either. Bernard goes to his room where a sweeping rain man is keeping him awake. Um, it's the smart Alec. is an Alpha Flight character who has a bunch of trivia and apparently also does it in his sleep. Um, anyway, this Bernard character takes a midnight walk when a naked snowbird welcomes him to the flight. Uh, not like that. <laughs> not that kind of welcome. <laughs> it's just an awkward like, oh, I'm they're not constrained by mortal fabrics. And he's like, uh, sure, naked lady. But she welcomes them to the flight, which is currently what the team or this mission is being called. Not yet Alpha Flight, just the flight. Um, 
Meanwhile, the eel and porcupine join swordsman and power man, uh, the lame one, not Luke Cage, in Canada for plots of world domination. After weeks of training, Bernard is told about the FF in, an, in America and gets to meet the man behind Department 8H, James McDonald Hudson. They show him a new exoskeleton supersuit, which he'll wear to help Canada in the superhero race. Meanwhile, Rhino and Solar. One of those guys are really fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, not Solar. <laughs> uh, join our baddies with Egghead. So while training the new flight superheroes, Logan casually makes up the term danger room in the sense that he wishes he had one. So credit to, to Logan here uh, for inventing the term danger room. Which is weird and a weird timing thing because it's not like he's one of the original X-Men and they can say, oh, I came to the school, we were training, I was like, hey, danger room, we should call it that. I mean, it's almost like one of those parallel coincidences because he's having this idea, he's calling this a danger room. Um, you know, but by the time he gets to the X-Men, would be able to maybe influence the naming. Uh, we've already had a danger room for a while. So, that was kind of a funny little like, huh, all right, I guess so. All right, so uh, Logan has to intervene when uh, training goes awry. Um, basically, he kind of has to jump in and teach some teamwork begrudgingly. Um, afterwards, he and Mac argue about Jody, who's, who's a, a, a young member of the flight, and they don't really know what to do or if it's safe to put her out. She's apparently a little bit unhinged. Um, Logan argues that she's too much of a wild card, but Mark reminds him that so was he when the Hudsons found him. Low blow. Uh, Bernard sees this, uses his exoskeleton suit to overhear the conversation, and sees him ref pointing to the barn, so he, he sneaks into the barn to meet Stitch, who is also Jody, a low-level magnetic-powered mutant who is terrified of her own powers. And she kind of, they call her Stitch because she kind of has this needle and thread that she just kind of walks around with and stitches stuff and I guess maybe could attack people or maybe did attack someone when her powers manifested. Anyway, she's really scared, but she warms up to Bernard really well. Um, you know, and this Logan had snuck in after him and this really encouraged him. He's like, oh, that's like the first not crazy thing she's done in a long time. <laughs> uh, and he also compliments Mac, um, you know, saying, you know, because Bernard's kind of like, oh, it sounds like he's trying to maybe play God a little bit, and, and Wolverine's like, no, he's he's you know really sincere and and makes you know a lot of a lot of sacrifices. You know, kind of a reference to you know what the Hudsons did for him, you know, putting him up, not just rescuing him, but you know taking him in is, is kind of part of their family, like a little bit above and beyond. Um, yeah, so so Logan has some good things, even though they were arguing. Logan has some really good things to say about Mac. Um, and, and acknowledges they don't always agree, but that doesn't mean he's a bad person. Um, so meanwhile, Egghead unveils his big plan, threatening to nuke New York City from Canada unless the President of the United States gives him control of the American military, which makes zero sense. Because even if he said, yeah, sure, take it, 
And what would he really do? And how can he enforce them to stay under him? Anyway, but he kind of admits that it's a dumb plan, but he just wants to do something outrageous so that when he asks for something else, <laughs> they'll give it to him. <laughs> Mary Austin Powers before Austin Powers. This kind of has that feel. Um, but yeah, of course he sees the Avengers or FF, it's nuke nuke time, so don't send those guys. But I guess he's never heard of Flight, so they don't count as heroes coming to the rescue. So Flight attacks led by Wolverine. Um, the fight is back and forth. I did enjoy some of the highlights, and we got to see Wolverine slice up Rhino and Porcupine, two heroes that I have, sorry, two villains, whoa, that I have an affinity for because they're not necessarily super bad guys. Um, and they're kind of cool. Um, it was fun to see Wolverine uh, fight them. Um, as Flight begins to get the upper hand and disrupts the missile launch sequence, so it can't, they make it where the missile can't launch, but Egghead initiates the detonation and says, you know what, I can't blow up New York and no one's going to take me seriously. I'll just blow us all up. I don't care if I die. So um, this makes this pisses Wolverine right off, and he goes right into interrogation mode with his claws and he talks about how he feels the berserker coming on he's trying to suppress it because he doesn't want to endanger his team but he's still pretty mad and he threatens to carve up Egghead into some egg salad um but meanwhile Snowbird talks Wolverine down from gutting him um basically says you know I know you wrestle with your animal instincts and I do too we have that in common but know that like you can't ever give in fully and it gets harder and harder to come back. And so, you know, she kind of talks them off the Berserker edge. Um, then we get the St. Elmo guy, who is like a Canadian... He's not really like... A, he's not like Thor. He's not like a deity, but he's like a uh, mystic figure. Um, anyway, he absorbs all the nuclear energy from the bomb, sacrificing himself in a nice scene of the Northern Lights. Like, I guess literally St. Elmo's fire. Um... Also, the best art of the book is this explosion. Like, it's the best page. Um, then Bernard quits after the mission, telling Hudson he is playing God. And if he wants to have someone in the suit, he can wear it himself. Which is a nice foreshadowing, of course, of the, of the Vindicator slash Guardian suit that he and Heather will both eventually wear. Um, we then get a nice collage of Alpha Flight with different... Um, rosters and just different people who have been on the team at any given time and that went really fast I'm like <laughs> 20 minutes in and that's all I really have to say after I bumbled over the, the fundraiser I raced through the issue um, so this will be a, a, a bonus episode <laughs> congratulations everyone <laughs> no um, so the art is not great I feel like I've read stuff by Pat Broderick that I liked. I cannot recall it right at this moment. So maybe I just recognize the name and don't really have any specific recognition of the art. But I, I feel like I do, though. Like maybe he's done some Doctor Strange or something. I, I guess. I mean, this is a short episode. Let me just take a minute to look him up. How about that? Why don't we look and see what Pat Broderick has done? Let's see. P-A-T-P-R-O-T-E-R. -E yeah, there we go. Pat Broderick Art. Uh, known for his work on Micronauts. And, uh, oh, 
He's actually done regular Alpha Flight issues. That's what I'm thinking of. I think more than anything. And you know what? Now I think about it, I don't think I love those either. <laughs> I think, you know, and it's a shame because here we have a Wolverine story. And Jim Lee got a start on Alpha Flight. Of course, by 92, he's on his way out and has no room in his schedule to do an Alpha Flight special. But he could have really done this book up right. Um, it also bothers me because this is a mission. This Wolverine is kind of like first mission with Alpha. It doesn't specify that it has to be his first mission with Department H. Like he's probably already done some solo stuff. So this could be between his first appearance in Incredible Hulk and when he joins the X-Men. It could be. But the timing is wonky because they act like the Fantastic Four are a new thing. They're like, oh, did you hear about this, these Fantastic Four people in America? we got to do something in Canada to keep up, which makes it feel like this backstory of Alpha Flight goes back as far as... Fantastic Four and, you know, the 60s Marvel stuff, which in and of itself is not impossible. It does make Weapon X way earlier than I ever thought it was. At least Wolverine's involvement in Weapon X and then getting the adamantium. By the way, there's a commercial on about not being able to get Facebook Live sideways. I've been struggling with that. Um, <laughs> and no, nothing I have online can find makes that work so if anyone knows a secret uh, it's a setting that people say they swear to and it's not on my phone anyway that that aside is aside um so back to the timeline um maybe there i mean it's it's only implied it's not explicitly stated oh these fantastic four guys which just came up but they they do act like it's a fairly new thing which makes this story feel like it's pretty old so not only does that make Weapon X seem older than I've always thought of it, that would also mean that this is way before Wolverine's mission to fight Wendigo and Incredible Hulk. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is I, I think I would have preferred... I know at this point it was probably not a very popular costume. I think people have come around on it more recently in a nostalgic kind of way. But I would have liked to have seen his, his costume from Hulk 181 with kind of, you know, like the whiskers and the shorter fins. Um, it would have been a nice nod to where the story seems to fit if he had been in that costume. Um, but so it just would have been cool to see because we... That costume was pretty much non-existent in the 90s. No one really referenced it or, or talked about it. Um, so it would have been nice to have seen that that talked about. Um, and the story is actually really solid. I didn't love the art, but the story is really good. Um, it's fun. It's, uh, I mean, the timey-wimey stuff's a little weird and hard to maybe reconcile a little bit, but if you kick that out, and just read the story. You know, it's the story of this guy, right? The villain's the villain plot is dumb, but it's kind of poking fun at itself, dumb, and so that's okay. And it's fun to just see Wolverine reacting to the early team. Uh, and they even talk about like after this Bernard guy quits, 
He's like, huh, maybe I'm rushing, you know, maybe I am rushing these guys into action. Maybe we need different tiers, like an alpha team. And they come just short, I think. I'm not sure I'm saying this right. Like, he comes just short of saying alpha flight. He's like, yeah, maybe a tiering system, A team, B team. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, and there's a, there's a cameo from Shaman. Uh, he fights... He disagrees with how Hudson is using Snowbird. He's like, that's not why I brought her here. We're going to send her into battle. You were supposed to help her with her powers. You know, he's like, I'm going to keep an eye on you. So, so lots of nods to like future Alpha Flightians. Is that right? How you would say that? Alphas, I guess, is what they say in the actual comic. So I should say with that, whenever you read Alpha Flight, they always say Alphas or Alphans, maybe. Um, Yeah. A, a pretty good story, pretty fun story. You know, it's the early extra gruff Wolverine, you know, from the 70s that makes it, or I guess maybe 60s, according to where he wanted to place this story. But, you know, he's, he's, you know, even rougher around the edges than normal, and that's fun. Um, you know, it just, it's fun to see him lead this team, you know, to be a leader of a team when he his temper is so short and he's kind of kind of hard on him, but it, it is fun. So yeah, let's talk about the team. So we have Wolverine, we have the Saint Elmo guy who has light powers. Um, we have Snowbird, and we have Smart Alec, and we have Bernard who's in this super suit. And then there's one more. Bless you. Um. There's one more person with... Oh, Stitch. Yeah, I, I talked about Stitch. I forgot that they sent her on the mission. But they do. They send Stitch out on the mission, which seems... I, mean, I think that's why one of the reasons Bernard gets... Now, there's two things that kind of sets Bernard off. One, I think, is sending people like Stitch on this mission who are not really ready and a little bit unhinged. And I think how kind of cold Hudson is to St. Elmo's sacrifice. Like, you know, he dies... He leaves the mortal plane, he says, because he feels like finally Canada is in is in good hands and has enough superhero protectors that he doesn't have to protect it anymore. And um, and then Hudson's just like, oh yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> and you know that deep down he, he admits to kind of being tore up, but he doesn't really show it. And when he gets called out, he's like, Saint Elmo wouldn't want me to remember him bitterly. And so there's you know some of that. Um. And so that really rubs this Bernard guy the wrong way. And um, you know, he kind of only agreed to participate in Alpha Flight because um, he was in some trouble from, from his old police job. You know, it, it indicates, by all indications, he wasn't involved with the dirty cops, but he did shoot them and killed one, at least one of them. And so I think, you know, the idea was that, you know, his participation in Alpha Flight just made, instead of putting him through and trying to figure out was he innocent or was he, just put all that behind him. Kind of just erased and the government took care of that and he was free. And when he leaves, he's afraid that that, that he's going to, like, you know, go home and get arrested or be put on trial or whatever. But he, he says much to... Max credit, I, you know, I go home and nothing really happens. And we find out he's talking about this from the perspective of 1992. He's saying, you know what, after that, like Alpha Flight became like a real thing. So maybe I was wrong about those guys. Um, that's when we get the collage of all the different heroes. You know, Sasquatch, Box, 
um, you know, Aurora, Puck, North Star, Mariana, uh, the Goblin kids, um, some other people I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I mentioned Shaman and and all the different people in the uh, the suits. Oh, I guess at this point, I see Aurora in the black and white, and I don't. I'm, I think at this point, North Star was already in, and maybe all of Alpha Flight was already in the kind of. Uh, red and white kind of uniform that was the same um, so not individual costumes at this point um, most of 90's Alpha Flight is not on Marvel Unlimited so I do not have a lot of it uh, kind of lost track of it I do have the issue where North Star comes out and I think that they're all in like same similar uniforms at that point in the red and white um, yeah it's really a bummer this art's not any good because I really enjoyed the issue just had a lot of trouble getting into it visually. And comic books are, at the minimum, 50% <laughs> visual. Um, probably more so. Um, so it's a bummer that the art's just kind of not great. But I really enjoyed the Pink and the Wolverine's past. You know, wherever you want to stick it exactly in the timeline. I think you can... You can argue with yourself and make it work um but it was a good special so yeah a short episode i guess <laughs> that i might have more to say about this and i guess i really don't um and that's okay um so yeah next up will be marvel comics presents number 100 and um we've had some announcements about new comic books so We'll get a couple weeks of that under our belt. So maybe sometime towards the beginning, middle of June, we'll have a new episode about new books with the Excalibros. So that'll be fun. Be, be nice to get them back on. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what's coming down the road. So again, uh, if you have, and I, please, I'm not asking anyone to do something they cannot afford. I know a lot of people are dealing with their own uh, financial struggles with COVID, you know, through losses of job or t having to take care of extra people or, or whatever. So I'm not asking anyone to do anything that they can't afford to do. But if you do have the availability and the option and and have the desire to help out local comic book shops, I would I would love for you guys to to make a donation and let me know, and I'll I'll hit you up with one of the tiers, one of the rewards. So um. That's going to do it for this episode. Um, until next time, everyone. Oh, wait. Uh, Twitter, at SnickCast. And go check out, again, all those other podcasts that are helping me with the fundraiser. Let me read them off one more time. That is going to be at X Reads Podcast for the X Reads X-Men Podcast. At T Cerebros for the Cerebros Podcast. At Comic Book Queers at Soda Telepass and at Homo Superior Podcast. So go check out those podcasts. Go give them a listen. Um, and thanks to them for for, you know, doing this, you know, with me and, and for putting it together and, and asking me to participate. Um, I was very honored to do so. You know, comic books are the life and blood of the podcast that we do. And there's really nothing to podcast about without comic books. Well, let me rephrase that. There's nothing for me to podcast on a Wolverine Snickcast without comic books. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it. So until next time, everyone, stay well, stay safe. Hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. And snacked.